0: More
1: films are doing the Hollywood shuffle. Is Disney creating a digital universe within the parks? We get a double dose of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and we get a WrestleMania breakdown with some familiar friends. Watching Zemo dance for an hour,
0: it's. Distance nerding. Nerding.
2: You
1: are now listening to Distance Nerding. He's Young Phil. And he's Jaimez5000. And we're We're here here to to nerd nerd together. together.
3: We're talking about anything pop culture, movie, music, food, wrestling, whatever you're
1: nerding out on, we want to talk about it. Guys, you got to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, all of the places at Distance Nerding. This week on deck, we got The Download. Wrangling up the news for the nerds,
3: starting rumors,
1: gathering all the geeky gossip. Then we got The
3: Breakdown.
1: Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or an hour of watching Zemo dance? But first, let me get a shout out.
3: Shout out to Thirst Consignment, one of our newest buddies, helping out with our special WrestleMania giveaway. Quick thanks to Thirst. That's really cool. We got all those shirts. I still can't believe it. We got just all those shirts. All the stuff.
1: Yeah. And that. the hat and the figures. And yeah, just everything that we have in there. Guys, remember, you have until the 16th to get this done. We're announcing whoever the winner is on the episode that we're recording on the 20th.
3: I like it. So Winners. Quick, so make sure you follow Thirst Consignment on Instagram. Make sure you stop by Beehive Collectibles, our favorites. Sacramento local collectible shop. Make sure you get that fifteen percent off pre-orders at BeehiveCollectibles.com. Shout out to Av.
1: Av is the man, and just everything he has there excites me every time I look mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Um, he just he he has the best inventory.
3: I know, right? And he grew in some of the inventory for the
1: WrestleMania giveaway. Yeah, so. he's another one that's yeah. giving us a bunch of stuff for this WrestleMania I, giveaway. I
3: dig it. I dig it. Can you dig it? Last up, shout out to Kyber Cave, the galaxy's premier saber armor. Located in Bearfield, California They got all your Sabre needs And they also have Distance nerding Yeah We'll be down there April 30th From 5, 10, nine, Hanging out with Dominic Pace From The
1: Mandalorian Hello Love that guy man Dominic Pace is one of the Coolest guys I've, I've met And I've right. done A couple of I've talked to him a lot online mm-hmm. Just trying to do Interviews and things yeah. like that But like yeah He's a really cool guy
3: Yeah we did an event with him Like a year ago oh, Wow a yeah. year ago no. A year ago Yeah so he'll be signing Comics There's gonna be a Costume contest like a cosplay contest, cosplayers, saber battles, and demos—it's gonna be awesome.
1: Well, it's that time again. It's time. All right, we got some theater news. The theater?
3: The theater. The theater. So, as movie theaters are opening back up, we got a couple that will not be opening back up.
1: Aww. Yeah, this is sad.
3: Thanks a lot, pandemic. They're on the- so two theater chains will not be opening back up. So they announced this this week. Arclight Cinemas and Pacific Theaters have announced they are shutting down permanently. So like including the Arclight, like the iconic Arclight, you know, with the Cinerama Dome down in Hollywood. My name is Doug Dimidome, owner of the Dimmsdale Dimidome. Yeah,
1: it's gone. That's sad, man. Because, I, I mean, th- those are iconic when it comes to like movies and just yeah. theaters in general. Yeah. That, hearing that the Arclight is going away, that breaks my heart. I know, it's so
3: sad. I, You know, what's funny is that uh, we had Curtis Corona on last week and he mentioned like oh when i go back to the arc light yeah yes he's not going back to the arc (laughs) light
1: well i'm hoping like regal or amc buys it or something like that because and just keep the tradition going because it sucks that the arc light is going on its own it's like one of the last independent theaters but yeah you know just to keep that heritage there it would be kind of cool for yeah one of the surviving theater companies yeah that's
3: that's actually a good point like there's even though theaters are closing that may mean some theater chains may just get larger and take over the space we shall see plus there's also that new law that came into play that movie like production companies can open theaters themselves now there used oh to be God. a rule that they couldn't be able to do that so technically a disney <laughs> or like a paramount or something like that can open up their own theater
1: i wonder if disney bought the arc light man because then they can just do their own premieres right that'd right be there. dope
3: yeah that's a possibility you never know oh boy okay in more movie news you up the dance music it's time for a little hollywood
4: shuffle every day i'm shuffling
1: Again, always with the Hollywood shuffle. Thanks, COVID.
4: Coronavirus.
3: <laughs> yeah, the Hollywood two-step is going on. So Paramount Pictures announced a bunch of new release dates and movies getting shuffled and moved around. So I'll just run through them. Yeah, do it. Top Gun Maverick, November nineteenth,
1: twenty twenty-one. The I was wondering what that was gonna be.
3: Which was cool because I heard it was gonna get pushed back to 2022. So thank God. At least it's coming out this year. Mm-hmm. All right. Like that that's cool. Speaking of Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible seven is May twenty-seventh, twenty twenty-two. Okay. And in more Tom Cruise news, Mission Impossible eight, July third, twenty twenty three.
1: Yeah, let's just keep it growing, Tom I know, Cruise. He's, I,
3: and in more Tom no I'm just kidding. No
1: more. <laughs> no more Tom Cruise news
3: the dungeons and dragons movie is coming out march 3rd 2023
1: i hope that is executed correctly because i mean shout out to my boy travis conley he started up a DD discord for, oh for distance nerding. for distance nerding
3: yeah that's cool i saw that i saw that post about and sonny's it sonny's the dm i saw everybody jump on board that was really
1: cool yeah so as of right now sonny is the dm sonny from norway yeah and i know he's a really good dm anybody who is interested in DD and wants to get in on a game let one of us know message us on distance nerding and i'll make sure that i give you the invite for that discord uh, cool. but anybody who wants to get on uh, in on that but speaking of that like going back to the movie the first execution of that movie was not the greatest so i hope that they take it seriously and they do it well
3: right right a little justice for some dungeons and dragons fans out mm-hmm.
1: there let's see we got a jackass 4 movie hi i'm johnny
3: knoxville welcome to jackass i didn't even know there was a movie coming out got coming out this one. year in october so that's good a Bee Gees movie stay in the light, stay in the And then check this out. A new Star Trek movie. I know there's like three Star Trek movies in play right now. Yeah,
1: I wonder which one it is. Yeah, they didn't say which one. I'd love to see another Bad Robot movie because I Mm -hmm. love that Mm -hmm. series. But then I also want to see that Quentin Tarantino rated R one.
3: There's that one. And then there's also one coming from the writer of Star Trek Discovery. That's right. So a lot coming down the pipeline with Star Trek. And keep in mind, Star Trek, there's also a lot of shows coming. Is it Paramount Plus now? Yeah. Yeah, Paramount Plus. It's all going to be there. So tons of Star Trek content coming. And that's June 9th. 2023 Mm -hmm. and then we got an untitled ryan reynolds and john krasinski movie coming (laughs) i don't know anything about this looks
1: like we got two beards in the room three if you count your wife I I have no idea, but if it's Ryan Reynolds and John Kaczynski, I'm all in.
3: That that would be cool. That's like, hopefully, maybe a a Deadpool
1: and Reed Richards. I I mean, it wouldn't be coming from Paramount, but... Right. (laughs) I would love to see anything Ryan Reynolds and John Kaczynski We all can hope. They're both... We can all hope. Yeah, they're both hilarious actors. Mm -hmm. John Kaczynski, I mean, you know, he's a good serious actor now, but I mean, him going back to like a comedic route with Ryan Reynolds would be amazing.
3: Right, right. Jack Ryan, right? Yeah. That's right. So, that pair has an untitled movie coming out November 17th, 2023. So, Really Paramount is just pushing a lot Out yeah. like a year Or six months or so So Yeah
1: and some stuff I mean seemed like It got moved up too Like Top Top Gun wasn't supposed To come out till next year And now it's coming out This yeah. year so I'm happy that that's coming out Because I've been wanting to see that
3: Yep I think I'm getting used To all these dates Getting pushed back Yeah It's not a huge deal anymore I mean yeah. These aren't the biggest movies In the world So I think I'm just Kind of okay with it right Yeah And those oh, were his last words <laughs> Alright In good movie date news G.I. Joe's Snake Eyes Has moved up So it was originally Supposed to be October 22nd of this year but it's moving up to July of this year nice how cool is that right yeah
1: I'm not gonna say that I'm super excited for this this is one of those movies that uh, Senor Corona told me about I don't know just based on the way that he was talking about it I don't know how to feel about it but I mean I'm gonna watch it yeah but I mean it is coming from a series that kind of I mean never really did G.I. Joe correctly
3: yeah it's a tough not to crack this G.I. Joe series I think they struggle with how much to be like campy and kid oriented but also mm-hmm. hey all the people that used to grow up with G.I. Joe are now adults
4: I need an adult.
3: I am an adult. They want a little bit more grittier take.
1: They do a lot of like Fast and the Furious, you know, over the top action. And it's just kind of like, I I would rather it be like an espionage action movie and Mm -hmm. take Cobra serious and make them like terrorists. Yeah. Like that would be something that I want. I think that's
3: a great way to put it. It Make it more Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. Versus Fast and Furious. Yeah.
1: Because you can get kids to watch it. Yeah. You know, kids are going to love Snake Eyes. I mean, kids already love Snake Eyes. But I'm saying like, it would be cool that if they do this, They do it in a way that takes the character seriously. Mm -hmm. You know, the Mm -hmm. way that Feige does Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. You know, like I would love that and G.I. Joe being taken seriously like that.
3: Yep. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So we'll get characters like Scarlet and Baroness and Storm Shadow in the Snake Eyes movie. So G.I. Joe Snake Eyes will timber its way into theaters July 23rd of this
1: year. Yo, Joe. Yo, Joe. Yo,
3: Joe! Speaking of July 23rd, blah, blah, blah. Did you just say blah, blah, blah? I don't say blah
1: blah blah. You just said blah blah blah. I only
3: say it when I say I don't say it. Sony Pictures has officially announced that the title of the new fourth film and the final film of the Hotel Transylvania franchise is Hotel Transylvania Transformania.
1: So, like WrestleMania?
3: I think so. But with Transylvania? I guess. I mean, I just may have WrestleMania on my mind, but Transformania. That's the new title. But I guess so. Look who the franchise creator is.
1: I didn't even know that mm. Genie Tartakovsky did this. Right. That's That's awesome.
3: So he's back to write the script for the movie and be the executive producer. Okay. So that sounds optimistic, right? And we'll get some of the cast back, like Brian Hall, Andy Stanberg, Selena Gomez, Catherine Hahn, because she's Agatha all along, Mm -hmm. you know, and then we'll get like Keegan-Michael Key, Steve Buscemi, David Spade, but we're not getting Adam Sandler back. (sighs)
1: No. Okay, I guess somebody's probably going to voice match him. Yeah. But, I mean, that kind of sucks. Right. I I don't even know if I want to watch it now if Adam Sandler's not playing Dracula.
3: I know. It's like they they were on this little, like, roller coaster, like, up, 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 of all these, like, we're getting another film, we're getting all these people to come back, and, you know, all of a sudden, oh, no Adam Sandler. Womp, womp.
1: I wonder if he was just busy with another project, because I know he's been working on, like, another uh, Billy Madison. Oh, has he? Yeah.
3: (laughs) Today, Junior! Oh, interesting. Okay. So, Hotel Transylvania Transformania will be... transforming into theaters this summer, July 23rd. Blah, blah, blah.
1: I don't say blah, blah, blah.
3: You just said blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. It was you! We got some Shazam news. Lucy Lou has joined the cast for Shazam
1: Fury of the Gods. Growing up, I guess not growing up because she wasn't really a grow up person, but I guess in your teens mm-hmm. to your young adulthood for you. Did you have a giant crush on Lucy Lou like I did? Oh yeah,
3: I think everybody did, right? Yeah,
1: I don't think there was a person in the world that didn't have a crush on Lucy Lou. Now if
3: any of you sons of
0: got anything else to say, now the time
3: that's the she was the only reason i watched the charlie's angels oh right? yeah exactly she was so cool Plus, it's like
1: yeah cameron diaz is cool and drew barrymore is cool but i mean lucy lee was like
3: and then kill bill come on oh she was so dope on dope so dope so dope so she'll be playing a villain she'll play calypso
1: have, have they confirmed that she's gonna play calypso
3: yeah they announced it in this article oh wow and then she's joining helen murin who's playing aspera
1: right the daughters of atlas
3: yep there you go how cool is that that's so, pretty
1: cool man and then rachel ziegler's in it too mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm. but we don't know what she's playing, though. Exactly. Okay.
3: I don't know anything about the story yet.
1: Yeah, a lot of this has to do with kind of like ancient gods. Right. And kind of just, you know, them coming after Shazam. Yeah, that's the
3: one thing I do know and, and yeah. I like about this is that they're expanding the universe right. of Shazam. It's not just him and a bad guy in DC and some mythology. It's like, yeah. no, we're bringing some gods.
1: Yeah, because remember, Shazam was its own comic before it got absorbed by DC, mm-hmm. right? It was Captain Marvel. They got bought out by DC because they felt that Captain Marvel was too similar to Super. Yeah. right so they're like okay well we're gonna buy this character and then somehow marvel bought the rights to the name captain marvel right and they had to change the name to shazam right so it's like there's just so much controversy with with shazam and i love it
3: yeah (laughs) it's so funny too because i remember hearing about that like they dc bought up shazam or captain marvel at the time because they didn't want to like tarnish superman yeah and this was like back in the 70s man back in the 70s but now if you look at it shazam versus superman he's like the one guy that can beat
1: superman because he's magic based yeah he's magic based Mm -hmm. And
3: that's one of Superman's weaknesses.
1: Right. And I mean, if you ever in the comics, if you ever watch Superman and Shazam go at it, it's it's pretty funny. Yeah. Right. Because Billy Batson is such a just out there character. Uh You know, he's essentially a child. A child. Yeah. Preteen. In the movies, he's a preteen. But he's 10 years old in the comics. Right. So like you have this 10 year old inside of god mm-hmm. and With he the has, powers
3: pretty much of superman and yeah,
1: lightning right so it's it's funny watching that that thing because he's like also worships superman so he's just mm-hmm. like superman oh my god it's superman and then like they get in these fights and he's like i'm sorry i didn't mean to hit you holy moly i'm big (laughs) right it's so good so
3: shazam fury of the gods will be bolting into theaters november 4th 2022
1: can't come any sooner what's
3: up i'm a superhero all right let's flip over to some mcu news so renee elise Goldsberry from hamilton fame is set to co-star opposite tatiana maslany in marvel's upcoming she hulk series
0: i am not throwing away my shot
1: interesting
3: right Goldsberry will be playing a character named amelia and that's all we know i don't know why they announced the name but then no details it's kind of th- weird
1: i think what they're trying to do is build hype they're trying to tell you that hey we just cast a really big name hacker mm-hmm. in this role uh, i'm sure she's not going to be something that's just a throwaway character
3: yeah yeah you're right maybe mm-hmm. they're going to start slow dripping some of this
1: i think she's going to be a reveal somewhere in the yeah. show yeah mm-hmm. yeah there you go
3: so we got no date for she hulk as she smashes onto disney plus but we'll find a date when we find a date will gamma tell ya. did that no, no. nobody no nobody crickets no. wait a minute. Hey, they can't all be winners. Come on now. let's keep moving so save ralph is a new stop motion animated short released by the humane society featuring
1: taika waititi okay so i saw the pictures of this earlier yeah he's like a rabbit right he's a rabbit not a jojo rabbit no no right right i wanted to look more into it because i didn't actually see it
3: it's it's like four minutes long maybe a little bit more than four minutes long but it tells the sad story of ralph a cosmetic test bunny for a cosmetic company it starts off like you know very taika waititi dry humor Mm -hmm. and then it, it gets dark but really it's about bringing light to like what these animals are going through right it's really interesting so it's only like a four minute long like almost like a documentary interview documentary style where he's talking to the camera right 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 it starts off funny but then it gets super sad oh so the hashtag save ralph campaign tackles the cruelty of animal testing in an original and unexpected way make sure you check it out i already posted it on the nerdington post right so go check it out it's four minutes plus it's got like ricky gervais in it it's got zach efron in it olivia munn It's a fun little story But it is a little sad
1: I'm I'm gonna have to check it out
3: Hey man I'm cool We're gonna get out of here Wanna come In Disneyland news Avengers
1: Campus Is set to open This June It's coming up man It's right around the corner It's like a month Two months away right Yeah
3: Disney's gonna open At the end of this month And then like a month After that Avengers Campus is opening In Disney California
1: Man Uh, There's just so much stuff Coming to Disney (laughs) I know right And it's just It's giving me anxiety Because I wanna go Mm
3: -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Even I I
1: mean I'm almost Fully vaccinated But I mean and I I, I want to go right now. Yeah. You're half shot. You I'm got shot. your shot. Yeah. Same
3: with me. I'm half shot right now. <laughs> so Avengers Campus is opening. So we'll see some new rides. We'll get a Spider-Man ride. And then we're getting also Guardians of the Galaxy's mission breakout is also going to be part of Avengers Campus. Okay. We're getting some Ant-Man restaurant. That's supposed to be kind of cool. And then we're getting also getting like a Doctor Strange, like magic, magic show. show. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's going to be pretty cool. So, oh, that's what it was called. It's called Ant-Man's him Test Kitchen or something like that. Okay. So that's all opening up. In Disneyland in like two months, month and a half.
1: We need we need to start planning. We need to we go. We need, need to go, dude. We gotta, we gotta go. It's gonna be a distance nerding Disneyland takeover. Distance
3: nerding. Assemble. Okay. That's pretty cool. Speaking of new lands, worlds, universes in Disneyland, Disney is bringing some more technology integration into Disneyland parks.
1: Ooh, okay. This this has my interest. What do we got here? I don't know
3: if you've been to Galaxy's Edge yet.
1: No, I haven't. Okay.
3: Because I have. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> Ah, you and so, your cool lightsaber. I know, right? Speaking of, I got to take it to Kyber Cave because I kind of hit it a little too hard. So, Kyber Cave, I need you to fix my, my saber. Cool. I'll get, I'll get you. Don't worry about it. I'll get you. Anyway, back to this. So, the whole thing about Galaxy's Edge, there's the Disney app, Disneyland <laughs> app, and it's a little bit of an augmented reality experience. Okay. Kind of cool. You can walk around. There's like little games you can play. So, you can walk around the land and interact with the land, but also like as you're in line waiting for, say, like the Falcon ride or something like that, there's games to play or like little things that you can pick up. So, it, they're, Doing that, but with all the other lands now. So I think this is their way of like, hey, you're standing in line, yeah, and you feel like you're wasting your entire trip. Let's mask that a little bit with uh, some augmented reality and play some games on your phone. Yeah, because
1: the last time me and Jack went, they had just started experimenting with this app, and we were like, when we were in line, they had like trivia games and stuff like that. And if you checked in, then you got like points and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, so I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was fun to do that, but it wasn't something that was like, oh, I have to do this. Like if they do it in a way. Where you have this augmented reality and like it's almost like Pokemon Go in a Disney park. Yeah, good yeah. way to put it. That's awesome. Like I, I would love to do that.
3: Mm-hmm. They're calling it like a metaverse.
1: So <sighs> that's so cool.
3: I think what's going to happen though, if you're in Galaxy's Edge, you can play the game, play or you know play whatever they have going on, right? And that's pretty cool. When you go to another land, you know, like say Tomorrowland, I think they're going to have something very unique for like Tomorrowland. When you go over to Avengers Campus, it's all going to be like all these little games that you can play or different activities you can do while you're in the park, going from land to land. And
1: what's cool about that, too, is that allows for them to update different things in the park without actually having to update things. Yeah. You know, so you kind of get, like, this unique experience every time you come to the park. Mm-hmm. That's that's a really cool idea, and I really hope that that takes off.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it will, because it's an easy way for them to, like, keep expanding on content. And, like, those hardcore Disney nerds, like Curtis Corona, just kidding, um, <laughs> they'll be able to, like, experience more. So, like, anytime you go back, yeah. you'll have more or a different experience. Yeah, no,
1: I, I love that idea.
0: Me. I don't know where they get in their news, but I'm not mad if tonight it comes true. Ooh, let's start some rumors. I want to start some rumors with you. With you. With you. I want to start some rumors with
1: All right, we got some Star Wars rumors. Hello there. Always good. I'm, I'm always ready for Star Wars rumors.
3: And we got a lot coming from Star Wars. So there's yeah. like Star Wars High Republic, the book and comic book and, and manga that's all going on right now. We yeah. got Obi-Wan, Bad Batch, Rogue Squadron, Rangers of the New Republic, Lando, and or series. <laughs> All kinds of stuff. So one rumor we got going on, right, which we kind of knew about was the Ahsoka series, right? Right. So there's been more confirmation that she'll be on the hunt for Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yes. as she's looking for Ezra Bridger. Oh,
1: dude, even better, man. Okay, so that's kind of confirmation that we are getting Ezra.
3: Yeah, and that's, yeah, we all kind of knew that it was leading in that direction. Right. But we got some, like, character announcements. Okay. So the first one is a character named Boca. Shout out to my buddy Boca. Going to be in Star Wars now. (laughs) Uh, And he's described as, like, a very strong-minded and independent natural leader. Boyish, Middle Eastern-looking, maybe African Pacific Islander. So it's like they're doing, like, a casting call. Casting call. call. Yeah, yeah. Right? Probably somebody of color mixed ethnicity West Indies Caribbean actors so ages 20 to 35 to play this kind of strong independent minded character okay. oh that's cool All right so she's gonna meet some new people so, so so
1: Boke is gonna be the first Dominican in space
3: exactly <laughs> and then we got one more character description for a character named Morai okay a very volatile and unreliable male character who is simultaneously complex and shady which sounds to me like a scruffy looking nerf herder to me so like maybe yeah. a pirate slash Right? Could be. Right? So somebody in that kind of Han Solo type character where it's like a little swashbuckling, let's go on an adventure type character.
1: And it seems like just from the casting listing on this too, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. they don't have anything specifically in mind. I think Mm -hmm. they're just looking for the right actor. I mean, that opens possibilities for anything. Yeah.
3: It should be kind of fun that she's going to go on this adventure. Right. I'm digging it. Okay. I am no Jedi. In more rumor news, this one's coming up hot and heavy. So Falcon and the Winter Soldier will feature a major camera. Cameo with a new MCU character.
1: Okay, that's really interesting because normally we kind of see it coming. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This just makes me more excited for Friday because that's what I look forward to. You mean Thursday at midnight? Yeah, well, for well, me anyway. For you, Thursday at midnight. I'm just getting off of work. I right. don't want to do anything. So,
3: so showrunner Malcolm Spellman described the mystery cameo as a very grounded character, and the personality is strong, and is going
1: to be in episode five. I wonder who it is, man. I, I guarantee it's going to. Be a minor character. It's right. not going to be somebody super major from the comics.
3: Yeah, it, it's like okay, that's cool. We'll see what happens. But then he added, "I'd love to see this character with Thor." Why did you say that,
1: okay. Wait, Why
3: did he say that? What does that mean?
1: <sighs> it's Mephisto.
3: It it's got to be Mephisto. It's Mephisto. It has it, to be Mephisto. Yeah, it, there's only one answer, and it's Mephisto. Right. So I yeah, I don't know why he said that. Like it's so weird. Like I wonder if it's a character from like the Thor comic books.
1: Right. Like
3: um I don't know. It, it gets me. It's got to be Mephisto.
1: It's it is Mephisto. It's the only it's the only. Answer Mm -hmm. the only logical answer here,
3: and he also said it's going to be a well-known performer. I think we're going to get an answer on who the power broker is.
1: Yeah, one of the big rumors is that the power broker isn't just a nobody throwaway character. Mm -hmm. That the power broker is going to be somebody who goes on through other series.
3: I heard that too. I even heard that it could be Mephisto, Mephisto, but also maybe like Kingpin.
1: Ooh, that would be sick.
3: Like what happens to Kingpin during the snap and then the blip? You know, but
1: but but then them saying that a well-known performer like Vincent D'Onofrio could be right, right, especially because as Feige's been talking about wanting to bring those characters into the MCU specifically Vincent D'Onofrio's yeah. Kingpin that would be
3: amazing right see I was thinking about like Kingpin like typically he's a Spider-Man villain or
1: character right I, he's I mean he's been an Iron Man villain too right you know so I mean I don't see being a problem that Falcon Winter Soldier end up dealing with him
3: mm-hmm. and that's a very more grounded villain than he say, is you know like Agatha or Mephisto or something like that,
1: right 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 because I mean Kingpin he's just a big strong buff dude yeah not really buff he's kind of big but I mean, and a gangster, right? Yeah.
3: Like, easily, he could be in Madripoor right now.
1: It, it would make sense to have him in Madripoor. Right? Yeah.
3: I think Kingpin is the power book.
0: Starting rumors right now. Rumors. Yeah.
3: Falcon in the Winter Soldier episode 3 so we got our new cap he's in a little bit of trouble here he's i don't he's not the cap that we're used to uh he's kind of a jerk yeah so we got episode three going on titled Power Broker, and we see Sam and Bucky looking for intel on the super soldier serum, right? Right. This is getting kind of good, right? And then we also have the uh, flag smashers running around causing havoc. Yeah. So what do they do? They go after Baron Zemo. Yeah. Actually, he's not even a Baron yet. No, no, no. He no. is. In this episode, he's yeah, Baron well, Zemo. He
1: kind of just tells them like, well, I'm a Baron, so I have money. Right. Right. Before they didn't really address that in the movie. Right. I like that they kind of just immediately address that he's a Baron.
3: Yeah. He's like the Baron batman of the mcu he's got all this money just like by the way i'm I'm rich i'm rich just yeah
1: yeah, i have my own private jet and my own butler
3: flips on the lights in the garage and it's just like cars for days yeah that's nuts it's nuts so bucky and sam team up with zemo looking for some intel on the super soldier serum right right the best thing to come out of this we got an hour-long dancing baron zemo
1: oh the meme (laughs) yeah man people were all over that meme as soon as it came out just dancing in the club that's so funny to me (laughs) i remember watching because it's really like
3: three seconds or something like that yeah i remember watching i was like oh my god this is so funny and then by the next day it's like here's an hour-long version of baron zemo dancing to some club music
1: yeah it's pretty funny i dug it <laughs> i thought it was great
3: what did you think of episode three just right off the bat
1: I, d- I mean every episode gets better i mean this show literally is how i felt about wandavision is that every week it just kind of builds on the last week and you get more and more and more and it's great and i mean baron zemo was so good
3: yeah i love baron zemo i do Nowhere, I'm like I'm never gonna like this guy but I love how they're building his character yeah it's so good like he's still uh, well, he's
1: super manipulative yeah yeah and they play on that really well
3: yeah it's, you can still tell like hey he's a bad guy or he has his own motives but like when he's working with Sam and Bucky mm-hmm. it's like kind of like him <laughs> you know yeah well
1: the thing they made him a much more deep character yes than he ever was like before he was just a bad guy doing bad things and now it's like he has a moral code mm-hmm. and that's the reason he's doing the things that he's doing like he just believes that nobody should have to be able to be a super soldier mm-hmm. you know so it's kind of cool to kind of like see how how that plays out
3: i thought it was so cool that they went to go visit him in the prison right right but then i forgot what bucky gave or did something but he it was one little thing like i think he told another prisoner hey that guy's gonna kill you later yeah. and that's all he said and zemo knew exactly what to do right it, that was so he capitalized on it right and yeah he, and bucky knew he was gonna do it right so it's like they just knew exactly how each other were gonna play out and like okay we understand We have this need for each other You need to help me get out I need to figure out The super soldier mystery It was so cool The way that all played out I dug it so much Yeah I was like Sam The whole time Like how did he What are you doing Like I was like How did this happen Right 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 (laughs) I was right there Along with Sam Crazy
1: Right (laughs) How did you feel About plane scene
3: Oh I thought that was great
1: Right so Just kind of like You get that banner Between Sam and Bucky Right Uh And it really does go back To that relationship With with Steve Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. Sam is just like Have you checked out Marvin Mm Gaye And Bucky's just kind of like like, if it's not from the 1940s, I don't care, you know? And it's just like, Helmet gets in there, and he's like, it's a masterpiece. Right. You have to listen to it. He's right, but, you know, shut up. Yeah, right,
3: <laughs> but don't talk about it. Right. Something like that. And did you did you notice Zemo had the little notebook, and then Bucky got all bent out of shape that he had the little notebook? Yeah. And it's the same notebook that Steve had. That Steve gave him. It's almost like, Sam, you get the shield, mm-hmm. right? But Bucky, you get everything else. Right. Like, he must, maybe he's living in, you know, Captain America's up, an apartment or something like well, that.
1: A lot of it has to do with, kind of the nature of the super soldier right mm-hmm. and steve understands what that is so i mean you've seen the memes for the last couple of weeks where people have been talking about good soldier versus good man mm-hmm. yeah and that's what it is is that steve understands the difference between being a good soldier and a good man when you look at who they are bucky's a good soldier mm-hmm. but bucky is broken bucky is not somebody who can just he's not in his right mind all the time and he's still trying to fix himself right whereas sam is a good man sam there's a lot of selfless things things right right good morals right he does things because it's the right thing to do not because you know oh i'm gonna get some kind of award for it or anything Mm -hmm. like that uh which is evident in the last episode in episode two when he tries to go and get a loan right he tries to capitalize a little bit on like i'm an avenger on his fame Yeah. yeah but the whole thing was like you know i don't make good money man like you know i i need a loan right you know
3: you know what was interesting and then you said that about the good man i think that was a line at the end of Endgame when cap was giving the shield to sam he goes, you're a good man, He says, man, you're a Sam. good man, Sam. Yeah. Yeah, he says it to him. Yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah. It's interesting how, you're right, right. Good soldier versus good man.
1: There's a huge difference between being a good soldier and being a good man.
3: It's almost like Bucky is broken and all, but it's almost like these are the two sides of Steve Rogers. Is, it is. Is Bucky and Sam. Yeah. It's like, it, almost if you split, you know, Steve into two, it'd be Bucky and Sam. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. So they head to an island called Mandrapore, mm-hmm. which we've heard of Mandrapoor in the comics.
1: Yeah, Mandrapoor, it's almost like a pirate island. Yes. But it's very heavy. In X Men. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I
3: was getting at. It's like, this is like an X Men thing. Yeah.
1: And I mean, you know, they have the right to do that. Now, I don't think there's any connection to X Men at this point, but it is a place where a lot of kind of things in the X Men universe take place. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool that we're getting Madripore. We're probably going to see more of it in the future.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they even hinted like they didn't even need to do this, but like they, as they were doing, like that, getting to Madripore and they were showing the, the different city streets, they honed in on one sign and it was like the Princess Bar. Yeah. And that was like where Wolverine used to hang out. In the comics, mm-hmm. when he was like patch or something like that, like yeah. when he wore the patch over his eye, mm-hmm. so it was like, oh, that's kind of a nice little Easter egg.
1: Yeah, you get a couple of like small Easter eggs and things of you know we're gonna see this stuff in the future. So right,
3: right. So they go through the whole Manjapoor thing. What was that person's name that they ended up meeting with after the bar?
1: I I don't remember their name, but they were like the she was like the lieutenant of the person who runs the island of the power broker, the power broker. Right. right.
3: Like I was trying to figure out. I'm like, is this the power broker or is it not the power broker? Mm-hmm. But I love that bar scene and how. Tr- oh my gosh how he treated Bucky at the time you yeah know? and he was just like kind of almost belittling
1: him he was because the whole thing was he he was putting him in a state that was not good for him right right and it was just like you need to be the Winter Soldier if this is gonna work yeah right I love what they did with Sam though <laughs> yeah they put him in the suit and he was just like yeah you need to be the, the smiling fi- tiger the smiling tiger
3: you know the whole thing sorry I'm gonna jump back to Bucky and the Winter Soldier thing I almost think it was a, you know how we talked about Zemo as like a mastermind mm-hmm. I almost think it it was a power trip to put bucky in that position again like hey the only way we're gonna get, get out of this is if you act like the winter soldier again
1: oh and it is because he had power over him when he was the winter soldier right you know so that's the whole thing and you can tell that buck is just pissed off beyond all belief yeah like yeah. he does not want to be doing that yeah
3: I, I just thought it was interesting like a power trip just to like let me jump at this chance to let you know that i can be in charge whenever i need to be right so but this so they go meet that lieutenant of the power broker but really what i want to get to is when they find the new lab yeah really I want to talk about Sharon Carter yes right this is crazy
1: yeah I'm just she's in Madripoor she's a stolen art broker yeah right and And it's like
3: by the way we know Sharon Carter from the Captain America movies she was part of S.H.I.E.L.D. mm -hmm. working for Nick Fury kind of looking over Cap but also like a little love interest yeah it's kind of weird when you think about it in the long term yeah but But uh, she's
1: Peggy's great niece yes Peggy Carter's great niece yeah so I mean that was kind of a crazy thing to see her in Madripoor
3: but the whole thing I want to get to is like this fight scene outside the lab oh yeah oh my god
1: oh dude just the, the again espionage 101 just mm-hmm. like everything is just their movements and tracking each other and then just she's a badass dude yeah. like the her fighting is ridiculous
3: it's so it was such like a juxtaposition of all right the guys are inside talking about serum trying to get information and she's kicking butt outside and handling yeah. all these bad guys and it's like the best choreography fight scene ever yeah you know male and female
1: also in this scene we get Zemo in the mask
3: yeah that's another thing right Zemo like takes off after the explosion right Right. I'm like there he is he's gone like this is what we knew Zemo's just gonna take off whenever he had a chance to right. he comes
1: back yeah now one he's kind of a badass himself he's right. just over there just whooping ass but he's wearing the signature purple mask yeah you know while he's doing it and it's just like whoa he looks like the comic version of Zemo dude this is dope I, you know that's a
3: great point is that I love how they're taking comic book costumes mm-hmm. and like modernizing them or putting him in this MCU type reality right like Batroc was, was a good example too where it's like let's let's make him a little bit better a little bit more believable it's not just about tights yeah you know, running yeah, around, yeah. You know so i love what they did with zemo it was yeah. really cool so at
1: some point towards the end of the episode they kind of get to a hideout mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and bucky goes hey you guys go on without me i'm just gonna chill for a second right right and then you see him pick up the okoyo beads
3: yeah i didn't know what those were <laughs> at first
1: <laughs> at first i was looking at it and i was just like wait I, I can't tell what that is but it looks like those and then he grabs a second one i'm like oh those are the okoyo beads man like the the uh, beads." are from Black Panther right from yeah. the, the thing that he has and then he goes and grabs them all and then he meets up with Ao. oh that's right? cool huh and the whole thing is like a lot of people don't realize like you know Ao is the second in command at, in the Dora Milaje mm-hmm. so she is right after Okoye and she's there and she's like you know you need to give me Zemo right because remember Zemo is the one who killed King T'Chaka right so they and still hold him for that
3: and I think she was there I'd have to go back and watch Civil War again but mm-hmm. I think she was one of the Dora that were there right so I think she may have have been in charge of like protecting t'challa right or something like that I, th- I think that's how it worked out so she's like taking this very like to heart right that she lost like royalty uh, on her watch when they left wakanda right 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 but i th- also think she has a good connection to bucky you know yeah. all that kind of well, yeah
1: because she was there while he was the white wolf in yeah. wakanda yeah. so i mean he has a lot of connection with wakanda as yeah. it is
3: all the rehabilitation is what i was getting to say. right yeah so it's an interesting dynamic like all of a sudden they were enemies right when he mm-hmm. was the winter soldier then they became friends or compatriots or something like that Mm -hmm. when they were nursing him and he became the white wolf but now with zemo broken out of prison is he an enemy again it's weird
1: well she basically because he said he needed him and ao goes i'll give you a little bit amount of time but once that time is up you're it's over yeah right he's ours yeah so and if
3: you stand in the way that's too bad for you
1: right i mean she gave him the warning so
3: i like how that dynamic was between him and and her it was it was cool the way it's like a lot of tension we don't know what's going to happen
1: but you also feel the respect there yes so. There was
3: a lot of respect mm-hmm. Which kind of leads us To Bucky are going through His rehabilitation Right Almost deprogramming him From being right. the Winter Soldier Right Right. So how cool is it We get to see like Her helping him and you Immediately you get That connection Because it opens up Six years ago Right The recap from six years ago Right So you immediately Get that recap of like This is their Relationship together Right And almost Like the way they were talking When they flip it back Right to the present day And they're talking In the streets It's almost like She's looking at him Like in disgust Almost like I treated you like a brother Yeah. You know? Why would
1: you do this to us exactly you know and th- th- you definitely feel that you know and she's talking about like he killed king t'chaka why would you free him or why would you think he would help you in any way you know like she, they feel like because the killer of king t'chaka is free that they fail right and the whole thing is like with the dora they don't fail ever ever except for
3: this where they let king t'chaka die so it's really like such a personal thing for for oye that no hey we lost our king right because of you or because of zemo is right really what it is right and now you're letting him breathe and she's disgusted
1: it, it's with almost him. like in her mind he's disrespecting them yes mm-hmm.
3: yeah that's a good point because like in in one of the lines he's like um i appreciate everything you do i'm thankful for everything you did yeah. you
1: know? specifically he said i'm thankful for everything you and shuri did for me yeah yeah. So then after that, we get into this whole situation with them having a conversation with Zemo mm-hmm. and Walker busts in and Walker's just basically like, I'm arresting Baron Zemo and then Dora Milaje show up.
3: Oh, this part's so good. Yeah.
1: And Walker thinking that he, he really thinks he's a badass, right? And he's just like, you guys can leave. You have no jurisdiction here. And Oye looks at him and goes, the Dora Milaje have jurisdiction wherever the Dora Milaje <laughs> find themselves. That's
3: such a good line. And it's
1: just, you know... <laughs> she just kind of exerted dominance over him yeah. and he tries to fight her and they just whoop the s***.
3: This was such a good like choreographed fight scene.
1: Oh, it was. It was so good. And it's just kind of showing you that the Dora Milaje are the yeah. most formidable army mm-hmm. in the entire world. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's just like these women with spears and they're just beating the crap out of everybody.
3: Yeah, they were taking out the new cap, mm-hmm. right? And I love how like they kept almost using the shield against him.
1: Well, okay, so it, it was really just him and Battlestar yeah. fighting the Dora Milaje because Sam and Bucky just kind of sat back and they're just like, should we help him? No, let him figure it out on his own. Exactly. Right. And then Zemo walks into the bathroom and he's just like, "Huh? you guys can handle that. I'm going to take off. Yeah. Right. And they get into this big fight. They almost basically kill Walker. Yeah. And I mean, they
3: could have at any point in time during this fight, they could have taken him out.
1: Right. And Bucky starts getting involved because he's like, okay, I got to stop this. And they take that as disrespect. And then they start whooping on Bucky. Right. Right. But then what's crazy about this entire fight was what Oye did to his arm. That was so cool. Cool. Right.
3: I, I didn't I didn't see it at first, but once it happened, I had to like go back and rewatch it.
1: Yeah, so like she hit a bunch of pressure points and the arm fell off. Yeah. And after that, you know, they all kind of just agree, okay. Well, Zemo ran away because yeah. he got he got away and, and uh what did they call it? They said uh in an El Chapo t- tunnel.
3: Yeah. But Bucky <laughs> Wait, wait, go back to this whole arm falling off.
1: Well, that's what I'm going back to right now, okay. right? Okay, go ahead. So he gets out in, in this thing and Sam walks up and he goes, Did you know they could do that? And he looks <laughs> at him and he goes, No, I did not, right? Like just they're in Shock that the Dormelage are so versed in what they do that they knew how to they they knew how to stop Bucky.
3: Yeah. What I thought was interesting about this fight, like I thought that part was really cool, but like when they were fighting the new cap and they were almost using the shield against him. Oh yeah. And the way they pinned him down with this shield, because they know he's connected to it, he's holding it, he's trying to fight with it. Mm -hmm. But he's a little brute force type, and they just knew how to manipulate him. Right. And they just like, oh, you're you're gonna use your shield. Let me throw my spear right here. Chunk, you're stuck. Sorry, can't do anything. They like
1: pin the the shield down, and then when they pull the spears up i thought it was dope that the, the one warrior she just like cap style kicked it up and grabbed it yeah <laughs> and she was almost like when oye tells her to give him the shield back she almost was like disappointed because she was like oh like, i know right the shield back
3: that was cool but it's almost like um when they were fighting with the shield it's like he got pinned down with the shield and then he's like in order for me to live and like get out of this i have to let the shield go yeah you know it's like oh
1: he kind of realized that he stands no chance against the Dora Malaja. yeah exactly mm-hmm.
3: but then zemo gonna zemo right
1: yeah gets away and hides so- in the back
3: bathroom but really there's a secret tunnel of course there's a secret tunnel yeah of course yeah. and Zima's out
1: so in all of our excitement we we kind of skipped over something kind of important right Right. so earlier on in the episode we had all, to get
3: to that fight scene though
1: it, it was so cool I yeah. think it was just we got excited because of that right but, my bad my bad <laughs> earlier on in the episode Sam and Buck have tracked Carly down mm-hmm. right Sam Buck and Zima and so they're on their way to go and go to the funeral for Donya, Donya. and John and Battlestar show up and they all kind of like show up together and sam kind of just goes i need to go in here alone right you guys don't come in here with your crazy captain america antics and everything that you're doing i need to go in here and talk to her alone and john's not having it
3: this goes back to sam being like a good person or the good man like let me go talk to her kind of feel empathetic about what she's dealing with right
1: now. right he's like i understand what she's going through i i I did nothing but deal with soldiers with ptsd right right you know like she is having a breakdown and this is she's vulnerable i need to talk with her right so he does that i mean he really does she notices him in the funeral and she kind of freaks a little bit but he's really just kind of like breaking down walls and is just trying to say like you know what you're doing is not right and there's better ways to do this and she's really kind of starting to fall in.
3: she's like almost like they're finding a middle ground. Right. Like a common language to
1: speak. Right because she understands that he understands where she's coming from and that he's kind of breaking through and helping her realize that she's not going about things the right way and then John Walker comes in and messes everything up. Way to go Cap. Yeah so US agent uh, decides that he wants to walk Wait, hold in. hold on.
3: They never call him U.S. agent.
1: Not yet. Not yet. He will be. Okay. Because right? that's who he is. That's who John Walker is. John Walker is the U.S. agent. In He's not comics. Captain America. So U.S. agent walks in and is like, your time's up. I'm tired of waiting for you to do whatever it is you want to do here. She sees it as a betrayal because she thinks that he was just stalling for him to get there. Mm-hmm. And so she essentially you know, gets in kind of a tussle with them. Takes off running. They all kind of go off. They start chasing her. And John Walker's chasing her uh, like, you know, through the city streets Essentially, yep. of where they are. Screws everything up. Way to go. Okay. Right. And they kind of like get, again, uh, he catches up with her. They get kind of a struggle. She drops the super soldier serum, right? Right. And Zemo sees it and Zemo crushes all of the, 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 the super soldier vials. Right.
3: And there was like, I forgot. I think there were like eight left. Because I think we're doing like movie, movie math or something like that because I think they said there were 20 vials total. They took eight. Then there was eight remaining or something
1: like that. Right. Something like that. But, but what really, what I guess is
3: it all, all boils down to this is that the remaining
1: whatever were, were crushed by Zemo. Except for one. Except for one. Because one kind of like rolled behind like a rock or something like that. Uh huh. And of course, John gets there. He's pissed. He's like, What are you doing? And Zemo, you know, they kind of like take him into custody again. And John finally sees the one that kind of rolled back, grabs it, puts it in his pocket. That comes back later. Shady. Shady. Yeah. That comes back later. Right. I mean, like, you know, there's this whole thing with like Carly and Sam and she like threatens his sister and whatnot. And the whole thing is leading down to them having a confrontation so that, you know, he's kind of pissed because he's like, Why would you threaten? my family yeah. you know that's not cool and carly is like you know i use it as leverage i needed to, to i want you to join us i want you to join our cause and of course sam's like no and john finds his way there right Wait, hold on this whole thing about carly you're doing such a
3: good job of like developing her character and her personality hmm. i don't know whether to like her or hate her because she does these things where it's like okay we're seeing things from her point of view and she's like fighting for what she believes in and she came from not a lot of money and they're trying to band together to have a better world okay we kind of get on her side a little bit and then she blows up a building kills with people. people
1: in it right right i mean she's a terrorist that's the whole thing is that i i, I want to say what they're doing is they're letting you know that everybody's perspective they're the hero yeah right yeah that yeah you know so it's like villains even in their perspective they are the hero zemo his whole thing is he doesn't believe that there should be anybody who has advantages like super soldiers over regular people he's kind of a purist he believes that the human race should save itself and that you shouldn't have people that have these powers yeah right i mean like even Zemo in his head, he thinks he's the good guy. Yeah. Like know? the
3: whole Sam and Carly conversation, like oh he's he's getting to her, you know, like she's gonna she's gonna see the error of her ways. I'm good. Right. Then the next scene, you see Carly calling Sam's sister and threatening, and right.
1: threatening her and her family. Ugh. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is they learned from Black Panther, right? Because in Black Panther, I mean, if it wasn't for the way that he took Wakanda, you you would most people agree that they would have backed Killmonger. Okay. Because a lot of people feel that Killmonger had the right intentions. He just didn't go about it the right oh,
3: way. Oh, I get what you're saying. Like you can relate to that character of Killmonger mm-hmm. and you can kind of relate to Carly, but you just don't like their methods. Exactly. That's God. what it is, uh, okay, is yeah. that
1: Carly has good intentions, but her methods are not exactly the greatest. They're not a way that you would say are good. Yeah, you know?
3: that's a good way. To, okay.
1: Yeah. But she has yeah. good intentions. She wants to save people, but she believes that in order to save people, you have to kill people too. Interesting. She's like Eastmaker. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So going back on so that. I, so I, I derailed you. Sorry. No, that's fine. So, so John shows back up again and the next time you see him like basically you know everybody scrambles and whatnot and the super soldiers are trying to kind of stop john because they know that they've whooped john before right and this time around it doesn't go in their favor john like basically withstands a couple of hits and whatnot and then starts fighting back and they realize oh this dude's a super soldier right and we realize that john took the serum so john is getting into these fights i didn't
3: realize that
1: i realized it when he threw the shield at him the first time okay because when he went to go throw the shield at him like before you realize he has the super soldier serum, he, he tosses the shield and it goes into, it goes like halfway through a concrete barrier. Uh-huh. And that was like, okay, I think he took the super soldier serum because a regular person isn't going to throw the shield through a concrete barrier like that. Got it. Okay. Right. And as the fight progresses, like, you know, when they actually like take hits, one of the dudes like throws a punch at him and John takes it like it's nothing. And he realizes, oh, this dude's a super soldier. Oh, right? okay, okay. And he says it like in the room, you know, where the next thing happens, he's in the room and he tells everybody, you know, Hey, you know, everybody back up. He's, he's got power. Right. right they start getting into this fight but then you know through all the tussle and everything like that all the all the, the fighting that happens Battlestar takes a pretty big hit and we don't know if, if it is or not but they kind of imply that he might be dead right right I don't think he is I, I think, think they. Dead. I think they just knocked him out no I think he's. you dead. think Battlestar's dead
3: yeah and that's that's kind of leading into angry cap right? right but I think that's I think losing Battlestar losing Lamar is like Captain America like losing his way losing his morals because I always it always seemed like Battlestar was steering Lamar, him in the right direction
1: right and it's kind of the same thing in the military, right? So it's it's what they were because Lamar is his senior enlisted advisor. Oh, uh, okay. Right? So every officer in the military has a senior enlisted advisor. Okay. Right. So the whole thing is like an officer would be like, oh, I'm a captain, but, you know, captains probably only have a couple years of experience. Whereas a sergeant major is like, you know, somebody who's already like well into their 20 years, right? So someone who has a lot of combat experience and a lot of experience with people that can advise an officer so that way the decisions they make are the right decisions got it right okay. so lamar is his senior enlisted advisor being that he's a captain they mentioned it earlier in in one of the earlier episodes that he's a sergeant major okay. so that's the whole thing is lamar is his senior enlisted advisor he's also one of his best friends they've been on this journey together at this point yep. where he's captain america and now he's battlestar and they're like linked together so Lamar, like the
3: one person he can trust through all this right is lamar
1: right and that's what i'm saying is like i don't know if lamar's dead i mean you think he's dead but i mean the idea is whether he's dead or not not john thinks he's dead right right so next episode and the first thing he does well yeah but i mean like next episode lamar might be alive and this next thing that he does might haunt him even more oh yeah you know what i mean essentially the guy that he's been fighting the entire time he Uh takes off running and john chases him catches him in the middle of like a town square knocks him to the ground
3: well he okay at this point he thinks lamar's dead right or very injured right right he's enraged yeah so john goes crazy yeah angry cap Yeah.
1: He goes berserk and basically kills a dude with a shield. With
3: the Captain America shield.
1: With Steve Rogers shield. Oh my gosh. Right. And the whole thing is like, not only did he kill this dude, killed him in the middle of a busy square with people with their phones out recording it.
3: The symbol of Captain America.
1: Covered in blood in his hand. Oh my gosh. And he killed a, as far as these people know, when you look at it as a PR thing, right? These people just saw Captain America kill a defenseless man begging for his life with the shield.
3: I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like a defenseless. They don't know he's a super soldier. They don't know soldier. he's a super
1: soldier. People oh. just see him bashing this guy to death with a shield, right? And he has no weapons. He has no defenses whatsoever.
3: Oh, yeah. That uh,
1: is right. You know, so this is where like a lot of the speculation has been going now that we're at the end of episode four. The speculation has been that he's not going to be able to be Captain America. That is going to be something that is going to be plastered all over the news, all over the internet, everything like that. And the U.S. government isn't going to allow him to be Captain America. America. He cannot be that symbol, right? Right. But they're not going to just let him go. You know, you have a new super soldier. He might be full of rage, but that's a weapon that the U.S. government can use. Oh Which and is that's where what they wanted, right? In right the but long that's run. that's where they transition him to U.S. agent. Oh, okay. Right. That's where I think that that's going to happen. I think that he's he can no longer be Captain America. He's probably going to get some type of reprimand, but in the end, he changes his image, becomes U.S. agent, and continues to be a heel for the U.S. government. Ah it. And okay. that also sets it up so that if he continues on, that he continues to be a character that interacts with Sam and Bucky. Oh, okay. Because I think ultimately, in the end, Sam is going to take up the mantle. He's going to be Captain America. I think that's the entire point of the arc that they're going through in this in the show, yeah. is that yeah. Sam realizes his mistake and knows that he's the only person that can be Captain America. Yeah. And well, I he mean, becomes they, Captain America. they showed
3: it in the promo as Sam throwing the shield and, yeah. you know, like some kind of farm home or something. God, I like
1: hope that happens next episode.
3: Yeah, I, it's got to. There's only two episodes left
1: i know but i mean like sam is going to take up the mantle and u.s agent is going to be a heel for him yeah so so
3: you think he's going to be like a bad guy and trying to stop sam through the last two episodes
1: i think maybe in the last episode i think that transformation is going to happen a little bit more in the next episode but by the end of the episode you'll get that tension About it. and it'll be him versus u.s agent and then they'll bring in whoever the power broker is too
3: and by the way carly and the like smashers
1: yeah i honestly think sharon is the power broker
3: you know somebody else mentioned that mm-hmm. And I think you may be right Like she's pulling strings
1: She seems like she is
3: In the end Maybe Kind of like how Cap Had his back against the wall In Mm -hmm. Endgame And it was him Versus the entire Thanos army It's gonna be You know Bucky and Sam Versus the government And US agent And the flag smashers And who's gonna come to the raid I think it's gonna be The power broker And Sharon Carter Yeah Yeah yeah, Yeah. Yeah. This next
1: episode I think a lot is gonna get resolved But then there's still gonna be Kind of like an overall Finalizing arc That happens in episode 6
3: I think Lamar's gone Even if he's not With how uh, the new cap or angry cap you know handle this I think the government's gonna be like I think we just need to keep him as angry cap or US agent or something like that Yeah, and we'll just tuck Lamar away
1: Yeah. well like I said you know I think that in order to make him kind of like more regretful in what he did and this realize like I made a mistake if you Who's bring Sam? Lamar back no Her? John Walker okay sorry if you bring Lamar back and just like you know he was knocked out and it was just like you know what happened uh, duh, that makes John regret what he did 10 times more
3: yeah that's what I mean like he's lost his moral compass and thinking he's lost Lamar and Battlestar I don't think they're gonna bring him back because they want him to be the soldier right, right. so yeah I, I think Lamar's gone
1: yeah man well I mean you know yeah we'll, we'll see what happens in the in the next two episodes I'm I'm excited for Friday man yeah so am I
3: ah, the hell what is happening the hell's wrong with the computer screen
0: this week on Declassified with Agent AA. Oh, man. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, wow. I have watched that last episode four or five times. Oh, man. John Walker, U.S. Agent. Not my cap. Man, I gotta tell you, he took the serum. I didn't think he was gonna do it, but he did it because he got his ass handed to him by people that were not super soldiers. Dude, I am so excited to see how this plays out in the last two episodes of the season. I'm gonna be so sad when this show is over, but man, this show hit. Has- is not disappointed i can't wait to the new episode this friday falcon winter soldier are they gonna kill him off are they gonna kill him like i gotta say if i took the serum I-, I i can't blame him you know i would take the serum and i probably wouldn't always use my powers for good either man you know i'm a little upset that he got caught recorded killing somebody at a cold blood because he thought his best friend was dead who who knows maybe his best friend is dead we're not gonna know till the last two episodes of the season but man i can't say that i blame him you know i don't want to like him but I kinda like him. John Walker, not my cap. Hashtag that. And until next time, Agent Double A out.
3: Alright man, I think I got it. I fixed it. Was it the plugs? There a taco stuck in the, the roadcaster?
0: No man,
1: there, there was just like some weird just kind of like SD card in the back of the, the mixer. I, I don't know what it is man.
3: Why does it say double A on it? I don't know. <laughs> anyway
1: All right, guys. WrestleMania happened this weekend, and it was pure awesomeness. Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. How did you feel about it?
3: I, lo- You know, I wasn't super hyped going into it with all the matches. I Like, I was excited that it was WrestleMania. Yeah. Right? I was ready for a spectacle. But all the matches, I was like, okay, I, I could go with them. Let's see what happens. But I was enjoying all the matches.
1: Yeah, a lot of those matches turned out to be a lot better than I was expecting them it, to be.
3: Exactly.
1: You know, because I was like expecting, okay, they'll be okay. And then some of the matches happened. And it was like, okay, these are great. Right. You know? Like it just—they're easily some of the best matches we've seen in a while.
3: I am now a Bad Bunny fan, and I don't even know his music. Yet. Oh
1: yeah, dude, he—he he surprised me yeah. a lot. His Hurricane Rana was deep.
3: It was so dope. He yeah. had so many good moves. Yeah, so many good high spots.
1: Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, we've got some professionals here to tell us about night one and night two. How about you bring them in here?
3: And now, coming to the ring from hearts
4: unknown. Silver Ball oh, cool. Call! What's up, everyone? Silver Bowl Cop here from Silver's Wrestling Rants Podcast. You catch the rant every week on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also catch us on our YouTube channel, Silver's Wrestling Rants. Smash that subscribe button, please. Well, let's get down to business because I don't have much time. I'm here to discuss WrestleMania 37, night number one, with all the nerds. So let me give you a quick little highlight of night number one. First and foremost, the highlight for me was the fans in the stands. What a beautiful sight it was to finally see a live crowd cheering booing interacting with the wrestlers and you could see how much the wrestlers missed that interaction because they were feeling it Woo! Were they feeling it? Another highlight was the first match of the night, what set the tone for the night, and that was the Almighty Bobby Lashley, the Raw Champion, defending his title against Drew McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley yet again proved why they do call him the Almighty. That man was incredible. Also, match that I was looking forward to—not a big match, but a match that I was looking forward to that did not disappoint was. Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. What an incredible match that was. Those two men put it all on the line. And Cesaro getting the push that he got was exciting. And I can't wait to see what they're going to do with him in the future. Another match that I was shocked about was Bad Bunny and Damian Priest taking on The Miz. Awesome. And John Morrison. What an incredible... Showing from Bad Bunny. Who knew Bad Bunny was going to be as incredible as he was? Not this man, but I was impressed. And I got to give it to Bad Bunny. He was one bad dude in that ring. He was pulling off moves that I was, oh man, it it was great. Everything Bad Bunny did was incredible. I wouldn't mind seeing him in the ring in the future because he he blew me away. He was incredible. Uh, Great job by Bad Bunny. And also, we have to talk about the main event. The historic main event. Sasha Banks the SmackDown Women's Champion, defending her title against the EST of SmackDown, Bianca Belair. And the importance of that match was felt right away. When Bianca Belair's eyes welled up, the emotion overtook her. And of course, Sasha being the professional she was, able to snap her out of it. And those two women put on an incredible match. It was worthy of the main event. It was it was indeed incredible and it was awesome to see the EST celebrate with the title high above her head. Congratulations to both those women and congratulations to the EST for being our Smackdown's Women's Champion. Woo! What a night it was, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't checked it out, check it out on Peacock. I am Silver Ball Cop. Before I leave, though, I do want to shout out to y- y- Diamonds5000 and Young Phil for giving me the opportunity to nerd out with y'all about wrestling. Hope to do this again soon with y'all, man. Ransom. And his tag team partner,
3: also hailing from other parts unknown, Chester! Yay! Bye!
2: Hey everybody, Jester G-Man here again. Last time out, I gave you a brief preview of night one of WrestleMania. However, this time I'm switching it up a bit and giving you a quick recap of night two. And the way I'm gonna do this recap of night two is I'm gonna give you some stats, because I'm a stat guy. Out of the seven total matches, five of the matches were championship matches. The other two, of course, being Randy Orton defeating The Fiend and Kevin Owens defeating Sami Zayn. Both solid matches and both solid rivalries. Uh, Out of the five championship matches, three championships changed hands. First, Sheamus defeated Riddle for the United States Championship, making this Sheamus's first WWE singles title in more than five years. Apollo Crews defeated Big E for the Intercontinental Championship, making it Apollo Crews' first win at WrestleMania, his first singles match at WrestleMania, and his second singles title ever in WWE. Rhea Ripley defeated Asuka for the Raw Women's title, making this Rhea Ripley's first WWE Women's Championship outside of NXT. And also Asuka, one of the premier women's wrestlers on the WWE roster, has yet to win at WrestleMania since her debut at the big event in 2018. Let's talk about Roman Reigns for a second. Roman Reigns has had eight appearances at WrestleMania. Three of those matches were for a world title. However, this is the first WrestleMania where he's gone in as the world champion and had to retain the title. The Women's Tag Team Championships defended have been defended at three WrestleManias. However, this is the first WrestleMania that they actually did not change hands. Please join me and listen to the Setting the Stage podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere else, you can listen to podcasts. Once again, a big thank you to John Five Thousand and Young Phil for inviting me into the distance nerding universe to nerd out about WrestleMania.
1: Well, right on to Silver Volkov and Jester G. Man, guys, we appreciate it anytime you talk wrestling with us. It's always a great time.
3: It's all okay. I gotta stop. Yeah, yeah, just it's, it's, it's enough. That. My voice hurts. But just we- kidding. Let's keep it going. I mean, okay. we love your Fink. So okay, now I'm done. Now I'm done. Yeah. Make sure to join us on Twitch and YouTube. Been facebook and hang out with young phil the falcon and aaron thick as they build a lego kit when hang out and do some brackets
1: yeah we're having a great time we just finished the falcon on monday congrats phil the falcon we got the nes build this one looks cool we're doing the nes build this is such a big deal this is the one that everybody's been asking for me to do it's time
3: can you explain it because i it's nintendo entertainment system right yeah
1: Yeah, so what it is... So
3: is it a replica regular Nintendo, like old school Nintendo?
1: NES, yeah. So basically what it is, is it's the console, a Super Mario video game, a controller, and a CRT, like tube style TV. Uh And it's all made out of Lego, Uh right? What's cool is it's got like Technic pieces on there. So it's got this whole crank system where you put Mario in this world that cranks, right? And what it does is it has Mario play through the first level. (laughs)
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, the technique st- technique stuff is like the the moving pieces, the, the moving, moving pieces, Lego pieces, right?
1: And when there's a crank on it, so when you crank it, it moves the uh, like the scene, so that way you get like the whole first level of Mario. And there's like a little Mario on a stick that jumps around the the thing.
3: That is awesome. That's yeah. cool.
1: So that's going to be awesome. This is going to take some time. The piece count on this is over 2,600 pieces. What? <laughs> Oh. right. Just to throw a comparison out there, the Falcon that we just did that took, what, three, four weeks to do was three, 1,700. Four sessions. Yeah. yeah. It was 1,700. Was it that big? Yeah.
3: I feel like you went through that fast.
1: Yeah. I mean, I went through it pretty quickly, but I mean, it was 1,700 pieces for that Falcon, right? This is twice as many pieces. This is going to be fun. It's going to be a great time. I'm I'm excited for it. Aaron's excited for it. I'm sure everybody else that's on stream and everybody that's listening and everything like that, you guys are all excited for it. Yeah. You have to get in on this stream. We're going to be doing the brackets and everything like that.
3: Yeah. You know what's funny is like I didn't really play a ton of video games, but I definitely played Nintendo. Oh, yeah. So like as I, as you were talking about, I kept thinking about like all the old school like Super Mario and Duck Hunt and Metroid and all those games. Yeah. yeah. Those are awesome. Yeah.
1: So it's going to be that.
3: The so Monday's at a new time, right? Right. So 6 to 8, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. To so ma- 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, right? Yes. Not 8 p.m. Eastern Time because that'd be weird.
1: I mean, that we can make that work.
3: No, because that would go to like 5 o'clock. You're messing up my brain. <laughs> Just put the put the video reminder on Facebook and Mm -hmm. we'll all get the reminder
1: right and guys just remember you smash that reminder button so that as soon as we go live you will get that reminder on your facebook or on your youtube or on twitch that tells you to get inside the stream and just get interactive you know that's that's what we thrive on so
3: let's do it are not afraid to buy
1: your affections, brother. And we can prove it. Brother. Ooh, yeah. Here we go. I'm gonna say it. I wasn't gonna say it, but... Uh, the cream rises. Cream rises to the top.
3: No more questions! You know, we're in here every single week, whether it's on, it makes it on air or not. I hear you say that every single week. <laughs> yeah, and it's because
1: it is the greatest quote of all time.
3: From all time. macho man. Oh yeah. Anyway. We Step into a, a Slim Jim! We got a giveaway. Let's <laughs> talk about the giveaway. Giveaway mania.
1: Giveaway mania goes until the 16th. So nice. We got shirts
3: and figures and Funko Pops and Funko Sodas and a hat.
1: Yeah, just all kinds of stuff. Guys, there's so much involved in this. Remember, we are going to pick three winners. And we're going to announce on the April 20th recording of this show, who are the three winners?
3: So we have so many prizes to give away. We need three winners.
1: Yeah, it's just there's so much. I couldn't just give it to one person. So
3: what do we have to do? What do I have to do to win?
1: So what we need you to do is like the post, the post that I added on Instagram and Facebook. Tag a friend, right? You got to tag your tag team partner in there. And we need you to subscribe to Distance Nerding. It's easy. It's not anything difficult at all.
3: That's easy enough. You may be subscribed anyway already.
1: Exactly. I mean, you may already have 90% of this done. All I need you to do is tag a friend. If you don't tag your tag team partner into this, I can't give you any kind of credit whatsoever.
3: There you go. Make sure you tag a friend. And
1: also, guys, thanks to all of our partners and friends, Thirst Consignment, Beehive Collectibles, Toy Fusion. Without those three organizations, this whole thing wouldn't be possible.
3: Don't forget. Tag a friend. Okay, I'm done. That was the last. Are you sure? I promise.
1: You you, you promise on this. Okay, that's it. We're done. Stop it. Get some help.
3: Have something you want to discuss? What did you think of WrestleMania? Are you going to go check out Avengers Campus? Do you want to buy a ShamWow? ShamWow. Tell us what you're nerding out on and make sure to let us know in the Facebook group, the Distance Nerdington Post.
1: Guys, you can buy us a taco. You can join the taco party. Why wouldn't you want to join the taco party? It's the taco party. party. Join the party. Join the party. You have to join the greatest club out there and you know the place that everybody's trying to go to, the Distance Nerdington Taco Party. I love it. Guys, connect with us at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch youtube at distance nerding
3: thanks and keep nerding together
1: so we're really trying to get some tacos right now right we're trying to get some tacos. really really think
3: i I had another one in
1: me okay but i'm ready for tacos just for that you're really getting vegetable tacos veggie tacos you're getting veggie tacos
3: i didn't order these veggie tacos
1: cauliflower at that
3: distance nerding
1: Okay, so I stopped recording, but I have to ask you, dude. Hey, what's up? Did you cheat at trivia? I
3: didn't cheat. You mean
1: the challenge trivia? Yeah. I didn't cheat at the challenge trivia, dude. Are you seriously?
3: I'm telling I'm looking you in the eye right now. I didn't cheat at the trivia. Okay. That being said, I wasn't gonna let Curtis and Bird win, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> You stopped recording, right?
0: Yeah.